You have to leave that in. We we have no choice. We have no choice but to leave that in. Oh my gosh. Uh, so aside from the fact that we've been talking for like 20 minutes already, how you doing? I am doing relatively well in the in these yeah. strange times. Um, yeah. Oh, side note, for those of y'all who are maybe, if this is your first, if this is your first episode listening to us, um, my name is Aisha, a.k.a. Mama Loves Manga, and this is my wonderful, wonderful, wonderful co-host, Amanda, a.k.a. Yes. IG Yume. Hello. Um, if you want all the introductions, go listen to our first episode. Yeah. Because we introduce ourselves well there, and it would be a great starting point. So, yeah. anyway, back to your question. I am doing relatively well, considering this, you know, the situation um, as an introvert and a stay-at-home mom who has been homeschooling her children for four years now, I think that I am relatively prepared. Like, I'm, I'm relatively, yeah. you know, equipped for this. The mm-hmm. hardest part for me personally, and I know everyone's experience is different, and my heart goes out to everyone who is, like, legitimately struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very grateful that that is not what I'm going through. My, honestly biggest quote unquote struggle is that I can't go to restaurants and you know my husband sent me a text and um it was like this meme that said that it was something like I should have reevaluated my hobbies um or let me see if I can pull it up I'm gonna pull it up because yes. it was a it was a really funny little thing, but also kind of rude. Oh, it says in retrospect, I should I should have developed more hobbies beyond going out to eat. And I was like, that's fruit. Um, yes, but also it's it's a read, it's a drag because yeah, not false. It's not false, you know. That no, is, I yeah. I'm in a similar boat where it's like I was sitting there and I'm like, why can't I just go to the fucking mall? Like my. My personality right now, I can tell you, if it is a Saturday, there are a few places that you can find your Amanda. Mm. I'm at a half price bookstore. Oh, yes. I am at a Forever 21. I am at an Ulta. <laughs> Don't judge me. I'm not. I'm really not. I or <laughs> I am at a Joanne Fabrics. Oh, that's a good. I miss going to Joanne. Yeah. So if, if it's oh. ever like a, my family has died in a car crash <laughs> and for whatever reason I'm not answering my phone, mm-hmm. try one of those places <laughs> and you will That's probably fine. find me. <laughs> because And also going out to eat. Because like especially like mm-hmm. being relatively single and living alone, like I go out to mm-hmm. eat a lot and I will sit in restaurants by myself mm-hmm. and I don't give a fig. Mm-hmm. Which apparently is a thing. Like, people don't like eating alone at restaurants. I love it. I love it, too. I, again, introvert, you know. Yeah. I love it when I get to go to restaurants alone. Especially, again, having, you know, I, I have a family. Um, so, usually when I go out to restaurants, it's with all of them. And it's annoying because, mm-hmm. like, we have to kind of, I have to, like, tailor where we go 
based on all these other people's tastes. When I go by myself, I can just go wherever the heck I want, eat yeah. whatever the heck I want, and I don't have to hear nothing from nobody. I don't have to yes. hear a kid talking about, I don't want this. That looks nasty. You and know? I'm over here just like regularly having brunch for one at Cheesecake Factory. That's amazing. I would I would love it. <laughs> I, I would take you to brunch at Cheesecake Factory. Listen, listen, I when all this is when all this is done. <laughs> yeah. After after the Wea Boomer pancake breakfast. Yes, yes. After when you're that. when you're still in town, day two we'll do we'll do brunch at Cheesecake Factory. Yes. Ugh. Just that gives me something to look forward to. Amen, gal. I'm you know what? I'm doing okay. I'm I'm in the same boat though. Like mm-hmm. I'm realizing how much my personality has been. Let's go to the mall and not talk about mm-hmm. our feelings. Right. Right. <laughs> Let's go to the mall Let's and not shop. think about your trauma. <laughs> How many pairs of velvet leggings do you need to replace a parent? A lot. <laughs> yeah, so far the answer is like seven pairs in different yeah. colors. Still, I still haven't created a parent yet, but until I can build a golem of a dead parent out of velvet leggings, I'm going to keep trying. No. <laughs> Sometimes I really, I hate you for the things that you make me laugh at. That. You ready to talk about some piracy? Regardless of whether you agree or disagree with us, uh, be nice because mm-hmm. neither of us will tolerate this. We are both mm-hmm. old black women and we will destroy you. <laughs> Where is the yes. lie? There is none. I like, see none. We're both old black women and mm-hmm. we will ruin you. Mm-hmm. So I genuinely do not recommend stepping to us, but we also are soft and with mental illness. And if you say anything yes. mean to us, you're bullying. I might cry. Yeah, we're we're wow. black and we're black and queer, so we're protected species. So, so you can't it's like us. it's basically <laughs> like if you try to fight a panda, the panda can hit you, but you can't hit the panda. So we're gonna get really shady and really raw, but if you come at us, like that's a hate crime. So I don't make the rules; I and just enforce them. So yeah, and it's, it's homophobia. Homophobia. It's racism. It's yeah. Miso- it's misogyny. It's misogyny. <laughs> yeah. So I mean. Me with me being non-binary, essentially transphobia. Yes, so like, there you I go. mean, I mean, we can swipe at you, but you can't swipe at us. So, pew, 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 pew. right. But I mean, on a serious note, though, for real, like, don't send death not, threats. It's like, and it's not. This is just this is just a debate. Like, it's just us talking and sharing, you know, sharing mm-hmm. our thoughts and talking about this. Um, it is okay if you disagree, but just please, yeah. you know. Be respectful. Um, I will say that I always try to be respectful whenever I am, you know, having conversations that I I know are going to be like that could possibly turn into something. You know, right. like there's ever people have their their buttons that you know people can they have things that trigger them, and so I and I try to be respectful of that. Um, but so this is just us sharing our mm-hmm. perspectives. Mm-hmm. our opinions mm-hmm. um and again we're pandas so yeah we're we're beautiful giant pandas <laughs> you cannot mess with us don't come for us don't come for us <laughs> um i think that's a good place to talk about so i think the thing with piracy and if you are for whatever reason confused what we mean by piracy we mean the illegal means of getting a hold of content mm-hmm. we're focusing on boys love because i'm gonna go ahead and drop a hot take you have no reason to pirate, like, the big three. Mm. Like, if you're still reading One Piece, if you previously read Bleach, if you're reading Boruto, 
you have no reason to pirate that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But like, especially in the boys love space, piracy is a bit of a hot button issue because of the genre and how licensing works. Mm -hmm. So let's do a really, really brief overview about the industry and licensing, because I think that will elucidate Mm -hmm. kind of how we get to some of the issues with piracy. So a mangaka or a manga creator has a manga and they make a thing. Typically, that gets picked up by a company in Japan, and there's a bunch of them, whether it's going to be a manga, an anime, or something like that. Now, that can get licensed in the U.S. Mm-hmm. by another bigger company. So our companies like June mm-hmm. or sometimes Viz will bring stuff over. Yeah, Sublime. Sublime. I think that's their imprint, yeah. Yeah. So a company that can fuel that to the West will pick that up. And then it will be distributed through U.S. markets. Now, here's the thing. Not everything that you like is popular. Mm -hmm. So, and also, Japan is still the biggest market of this stuff. So there are series that I love that are only popular in Japan. Mm. There's no American audience for them. Or a low American audience. Like, you're always going to find, like, one other person who likes that thing. But, like... Mm -hmm. Because of the way the industry is, and especially as the industry gets more and more monopolistic, like Funimation is trying to do more as far as getting into a lot of these spaces. Mm-hmm. Crunchyroll is trying to be more active. Fun fact, I remember when Crunchyroll was a pirating site. Yeah, same. So it's so <laughs> weird that like, yay, yeah. legal anime. And it's like, y'all used to host my fan dubs, but okay. Yeah, sure. I totally had a, I definitely had a Crunchyroll um, login back yep. then. Uh, yep sure sure did sure did yeah Mm. and i mean i've been i have been very like honest about that like i've like i did absolutely used to pirate anime back in the day because at that point like and i i hate this argument but there wasn't another option unless i wanted to um like even watching it on tv i know there was like adult swim and things like that but like you basically had to stay up like you had to know exactly when it was gonna be on right and then you couldn't actually you may not see it in order depending Mm -hmm. on when you it's just like it was a mess it was yeah it was a mess so yeah i mean this this was back whenever bleach was popping um so back in like 2006 2007 and that time i was definitely matt and i were watching bleach we would pirate them episodes and yeah yeah no i remember i got a some of my friends because i was still in high school when that happened Mm -hmm. like my friend ripped like the first three episodes of bleach and had them on like a little janky ass dvd and we passed Mm -hmm. that around and we all talked about it like we did that with oron we did that with a bunch of stuff like Mm -hmm. so like the conversation around piracy has really, really changed as anime has become more mainstream. Mm-hmm. And again, to me personally, if you're watching like the big three, you don't really have a reason to pirate. Like if you're watching like Demon Slayer or Black Clover or anything like that, like you, if you're watching My Hero Academia, you really don't have a reason to pirate. You mm-hmm. just, you don't. Now in like the hentai boys love Yuri space, I'm not going to say that you have an excuse, but I think my personal opinion, you know, I think that there's some more uh, nuanced reasons behind it. So to briefly Mm -hmm. explain debate rules, there's af and neg or affirmative and negative. Mm -hmm. Uh, Your af and neg is for the point. So the point is 
uh, do you believe that piracy is neg is negative or is bad for the boys love slash anime industry? So mm-hmm. with that wording, I will be playing Neg, where I think, mm, and I have to be really really careful. Mm-hmm. I think it's good, but here's where I cover my ass a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm not entirely pro pirate. Mm-hmm. I'm just not as virulently anti as mm-hmm. a lot of people on the internet. So I'm a pretty like moderate pirate. I'm not mm-hmm. full one piece, but there's still <laughs> a lot of reasons that like I get why people do that. Right. So I have just, I have, I have lost the imaginary coin toss <laughs> and I yield the floor to AF first. Okay. So, so let's, let's do like, let's do like, Let's do two, three big points as to why. Right. So why I think pirating is bad. I would say my biggest point, um, and this is just based on things that I've seen on Twitter, specifically um, from mangaka that, you know, have been speaking out lately. Um, and actually not even just Japanese mangaka, but like also other like Western mm-hmm. comic artists as well have been kind of yanked into this but um it's the fact that you are taking this person's work mm-hmm. and and a lot of these places like the manga rock you know they were profiting off of something that they didn't they had nothing to do. they didn't pay for licensing mm-hmm. so this is stuff that you know these these mangaka these artists are their stuff is being stolen and they mm-hmm. are losing out on, and I, I don't even think it's about the money. It's just, it's just the fact that someone is taking their stuff mm-hmm. and turning around and selling it because mm-hmm. I mean, sure. Like those people who are doing the pirating may not have been a customer anyway. So it's not really about the money. It's just, it's about the principle mm-hmm. of like, you're taking this person's thing that they worked hard on and that they are that it is their livelihood you know and you're just sort of like okay well i'm gonna give this to these people and Mm -hmm. we're gonna make a profit um and not actually contribute to this artist um i could just i can see that being very frustrating and i just it makes it hard for me to uh to be okay with (laughs) with piracy Mm -hmm. i would also say that Another reason why I don't like piracy, and this is one that I guarantee you're gonna you're gonna come at me, <laughs> you're gonna poke holes in this, but I've seen the argument that oh the the fan translation is so much better than the official ones. I now granted I don't read scans, so like I have no way of telling, and I also don't speak Japanese, so but I do follow a lot of translators who do this work who do the work legally you know and they these are people that have gone to school for a long time to master japanese um a lot of them live in japan one person that i'm actually thinking of specifically is rachel thorne um i don't know if you know who she is but she translated um she translated a lot of actually i think she translated this version of Nausicaa that I have, and then also uh, The Heart of Thomas, like some of the older like shoujo that I really love, like from the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then there's like Jocelyn Allen, who is a translator that I follow, and she mostly has translated a lot of like the queer uh, manga that I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, what's a really popular one? Uh, Our Dreams at Dusk. So I follow them, and it's, you know, I see how much work and love they put into um, their craft and to their work and how much, you know, how much time, like, it took mm-hmm. for them to to really, again, like, ma- like, master a language as much as you can when you are not a native speaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and I trust them. Like, and not to say that you have to go to school in order to be able to translate something well, but I do think that um, there is a difference between someone, like, as someone who has taken language lessons, you know, I went to college to be a Spanish teacher. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I, I'm not a Spanish teacher now. Um, I also <laughs> studied Korean. And um, I know that there is a major difference between picking up a language kind of on your own and just, like, you know, sort of having an understanding. Like, if I were to translate something from Spanish to English... Um, it would be fine. Like mm-hmm. you could, you could read it and be like, "Oh, okay," but it would not. There would be a lot of things that you would miss out on because I don't have the grasp on the language that, like, say, my teacher did when I was, in, you know, like the teacher mm-hmm. that I had in school who had studied the language for many, many years. That's what he went to school for. He lived in Spain. He lived in all. You know what I mean? Like, there are some people that just. They just know more, and mm-hmm. that's okay. It's okay to admit that, like, this person has a grasp not just on the language, but also on um, vocabulary, grammar, a grasp on how to write. Mm-hmm. Those are skills that um, I'm more likely to trust someone who went to school for, who had so much of a passion for it that they put money and time into it to really study it, than I think I do um, for like a fan and I know that sounds shady I don't mean that to be shady but there there is a difference and I so I get annoyed when I see people say oh well fan translations are better because I'm like I mean eh, that's arguable it depends on what you're looking for what you want to get out of a translation I see your face I already know I already know you're about to come from my neck I'm just gonna wait my turn you You still have one more (laughs) You still have one more. Okay, so... I'm just going to wait my turn. (laughs) Y'all can't see Amanda. (laughs) But this, this little shady little... (laughs) Over there sipping, sipping tea or whatever the heck. It is Welch's grape juice, I will have you know. Oh, I can't stand you. Anyway. (laughs) You love me and that's why you keep doing this. Oh, man. So the third, the third one... Ooh, okay. I guess my third one, my third point mm-hmm. would be that... Oh, wait, let me think. Hold on. Let me take a sip of this Coke. Okay. So I... And I don't know if this is actually a thing that happens, but this is just something that I have seen kind of mentioned. But I do wonder if there are some English language publishers who might avoid 
publishing a series that has been like widely uh, widely pirated because of the assumption that those people probably are not going to pay for an English or an official English release. And I know that that's, I know that there are some people that absolutely will, but mm-hmm. I would argue that the just from what I've seen on Twitter, the majority of people who are pirating, um, a lot of people that I've said that I have seen um, make arguments for it have said, you know, well, I can't afford to buy manga, so I pirate it. So it's like, okay, why would a publishing company want to spend money? on a license for a series that people have been pirating um, because they don't want to buy manga. Because <laughs> um, it's it's kind of risky. Like, it's risky because they may not make money from that. Now, mm-hmm. sure, sure, it could bring a different, uh, more of an, uh, another audience, but mm-hmm. that's it's still risky. Either way, it is a risk, and they may decide to take that risk, mm-hmm. but they may decide not to, and then that's something, that's another series that we don't get to have in English because they decided to not take the risk. So, yeah. Okay. I think those are my three. Okay. I've uh, never taken a debate class, so... So, so I, I am allowed some questions in cross-examination. Sure. Aisha. Yeah. What was the most popular and pirated show in the last five years in America? Ooh, you're asking the wrong person. Um, So the answer is Game of Thrones. Oh, no way. And how much money do you think Game of Thrones made? Go ahead and tell me. (laughs) You know what? The answer is a lot. The answer is a lot. Mm -hmm. The answer Mm -hmm. is... A lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if we're going to go by the metric of mm. piracy being a, a portent of bad things, then mm-hmm. we should not have had Game of Thrones episodes past season one. Mm. So the argument that licensors would be afraid of a series that is pirated, that doesn't make sense capitalistically. Because mm-hmm. to me, as someone who actually doesn't hate capitalism sometimes, I know drag mm-hmm. me, if I'm looking at something that's pirated... To me, that means scarcity in a market, mm. which means if I snatch up that license, there is a chance that people will follow. And more importantly, I can bring that to people who haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. So that was my cross. Uh, it's very short because I'm about to uh, take this train into station. <laughs> that, was, that was so short, but also like, I mean, low key effective. <laughs> <laughs> just low key, honey. Just low key. Uh- like the way you ended that, you're just like, okay, and <laughs> mic drop. Like, yeah, I was okay, I was I'm on ready. the debate team for a while. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. I'm I'm insufferable. I know. <laughs> I am a smarmy little shit. I am aware. And I can I can see your face. I just see it. I just <laughs> I see the joy you're getting out of this. Your cheeks uh, are pink because you're enjoying this. So. I'm having it. I'm having so much fun. So here's my couple of points that are kind of, I guess, pro-piracy, very Mm. soft. Um, Here's my big thing with that is, again, big one is scarcity. So as Mm. I mentioned with licensing, not everything is popular. So like there are some series that I love that are just not getting American releases. Uh, Maiden Rose, which I mentioned in episode one. 
is one of my favorites of all time. There's five volumes of that series. Americans have gotten two. It's not popular in the U.S. It's just not. Um, I couldn't tell you why. I personally love it. But it's just not popular in the U.S. Twittering Birds Never Fly, another series. Mm -hmm. That's up to six or seven volumes now. We Mm. have three. (laughs) Yeah. It's Um. just not as popular here. So if I have to continue to wait and hope that those numbers will go up, which they won't, because at this stage we're at diminishing return, the longer it's out of the public consciousness, the least likely people are to demand these volumes. I don't like saying there's no other choice, but if I want to continue this story, especially this these stories that I have invested a lot in, mm-hmm. I'm pirating. <laughs> and then as soon as I can get that legally, I do. I try to be the most ethical pirate that I can. That if I can get it legally, I try to. Mm. Um, I will poke a small hole in your translation thing because a lot of translators aren't just dumb horny kids that used to be how it was because i know i was a dumb horny kid who was doing translating air quotes but a lot of them are actually either people who are working on their english are also in the manga industry or they're taking scans from already approved translations so it's not a lot of dumb uh translation stuff not to besmirch Mm. what translators are doing but i've been very very vocal about not liking a lot of the language choices that american translators Mm -hmm. make uh my big one is the mistranslation of the word aniki which in the yakuza it means big brother it's in Mm. japanese it's the most respectful way to say big brother and funimation consistently translates aniki as big bro and every time mm. they do that, a year is taken off my life. There is no situation where a group of Yakuza men are going, hey, bro, mm-hmm. you want to lose all your fingers in a night? Call your Aniki bro. <laughs> like, it's just bad. Like, in this whole idea that American translate, like, I'm actually, like, kind of anti-American translators at this point. Because, like, <laughs> so, like, I, I rail against Funimation because they're in my backyard. Funimation's mm-hmm. in Texas. And you can see the Texas bias. There is an episode of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood where they call a character an illegal alien. There's not a word for that in Japanese. Mm. It's an island. They don't have a concept of an illegal alien. Mm. But you can tell exactly where Funimation is because they go out of their way to say illegal alien. And that bothers Mm. me. That's bad translation. So regardless of how much you studied, you're still an American and you bring American bias to it. That's just a fact. And especially in a language like Japanese, where syntax, Mm. grammar, and slang all matter so much, Mm. it doesn't matter if you've been a gaijin speaking Japanese for 10 years, you are Mm. never picking up on all of the slang. It's impossible. Because as a language, Mm. it continues to change and evolve. Like, we don't use uh, neko and inu the same way, because back in the older days with yaoi, that Mm. used to be more common than seeing seme and uke. You saw cat and dog. Right, right. You don't see that as much anymore. But regardless of how much you may know about the language, you might not know that subtext unless you're aware of that. Unless mm-hmm. you're fluent in gay Japanese slang, which mm-hmm. who is except for gay Japanese people? <laughs> and right. me, apparently, because I've been reading this shit since I was a child. <laughs> um, and my final point actually ties into that, which is a big one, which is censorship. Um, a lot gets lost in translation and changed when stuff is licensed and it drives me up the wall. Mm. I am a consenting adult. 
I have paid full price for this and I demand to see penises. <laughs> um, yes, uh, I will agree with you. <laughs> like most of the censorship is just so bad. And, and I don't just mean like of the dongs because I'm not just a deviant, but censorship in language as well in translation. There's a lot of things that get softened. There are plot points that get softened. Uh, Gravitation had this, where originally in Gravitation, uh, the age difference between Yuki and Suichi was much higher, but they Mm. softened those edges to make it less problematic because of American sensibilities. Mm. I think you lose something in that. Like Gravitation's one of those series that if you go from scanlated manga to what we got in America, those are two different series. Mm-hmm. You learn so much more about trauma. You see so much more violence. It is so much darker. You're never getting that if you're only reading the books that came out in the U.S. and especially for watching the anime. Um, that's just how we are. Think about four kids animation. Americans mm-hmm. love to try to take this stuff that's not meant for children and dumb it down and try to make it for children. Mm-hmm. Even boys love. It gets really censored. Um, It's just, it's frustrating. And I'm going to throw in a small caveat, and especially when it comes to the animated part of it. I don't know what it is about American voice actors, but we have had the same five voice actors acting, and there is nothing like hearing the same guy who played Prince Vegeta try to be a Russian twink. (laughs) Like... I tried to watch the dub of Yuri on Ice and I never needed to hear any of that. Right. Like none of that was necessary. I tried to watch the dub of Hitori Jime, my hero. Mm-hmm. Y'all need to shut down. Like y'all need to stop. Y'all need to be stopped. Yeah. Shots fired. Shots fired. But like, I love y'all Funimation. You were my idol when I was younger there are some dubs that I'm willing to go to the mat for. You need to stop trying to play, like, gay Japanese men. Y'all need to stop. You are 50-year-old white men. You need to stop it. Goku does not need to be voicing a small Japanese twink. You need to cut that the fuck out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. So, um, there was one thing that I did want- oh crap, what did you say? I got I got distracted when you started talking about twinks, <laughs> as most do. Uh, oh crap! What did you say? That. Oh oh okay. So I did want because you're talking about censorship. Yes. I did want to bring up that, mm-hmm. especially in BL. So there's a series that where did I move it to? I moved. I recently okay. So there's a series. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's this one. Mm-hmm. Um. The Cornered Mouse Dreams of Cheese and yes. the Carp on the Chopping Block Jumps Twice. Yes. So this is a series by Setona Mizushiro mm-hmm. and it is super, it is super messy. Like the character, I love this. I, I yes. love it a lot. It's very messy, very much not for, it's definitely not for kids. It's, no. It's the uh, the audience, the intended audience is adults. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of just messiness, mm-hmm. problematic actions, you mm-hmm. know, just all the stuff. Love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Japan, it is getting, they are, it's getting a, um, a live action drama. Mm-hmm. And because of the drama, 
they have now in Japan specifically, mm-hmm. they have re they have the mangaka had to do some edits to it and they mm-hmm. did some reprinting because they basically censored it uh, because they figured that the drama, which is obviously going to be a censored version, like right. their live action dramas, you know, it's obviously going to be a censored version mm-hmm. or a you know a more a dumbed down, I guess, if you will, version. Mm-hmm. Um, so because of that, and because of the fact that it could pull in a, a younger audience, they are censoring the the actual manga mm-hmm. um, and reprinting it in a way so that it can be read by a younger audience. So I want I wanted to bring that up because it isn't it's not just American, you know, like. Uh, it's not just American publishers that do it. They also do do it in Japan. I think they do. So. Yeah, but I think that I do think that your argument is still very valid because mm-hmm. I mean we do we do see it, you know, and yeah. that is and I get it, and that is very frustrating. Mm-hmm. And it is because they're trying to they're typically trying to bring things over, like you said, that are not necessarily meant for kids, but to kind of make it more accessible right or i heard that like and this i don't know if this is true because i i i have fruits basket for example fruits mm-hmm. basket it and that is marketed toward younger people it is a shoujo manga mm-hmm. um but i have heard that in the edition that i have which i have the old tokyo pop right uh, one i heard that i've heard that um in the newer version, I think that's being pub- that had been published by Yen Press, there was a new translation, and people have said that it's a lot better mm-hmm. um, because there are certain things in the original or the first one, like certain words, like, like curse words, for example, that mm-hmm. got changed out. Things that, like, honestly, I don't care and wouldn't have noticed, but mm-hmm. there are, some, but I've been told that, like, it does kind of make a difference in like the tone of certain things um, and like the dynamic that certain people have. Like, mm-hmm. so, so word changes do, they do make a difference. I, de- I definitely agree with that. Um, and I have been actually curious about it and I've kind of wanted to collect the newer, mm-hmm. like the updated version so that I can compare the translations and see like which one. I like better. I know other manga tuber people who have multiple copies of certain mm-hmm. series because they want to like read the translations and see how they differ. So that is definitely a valid concern. But I also don't want people to think that it's just um, you know Americans who are <laughs> yeah who are it's, doing it. I guess it's not. But I think so. Here's here's the counter that I have to that is that mm-hmm. when it's done in Japan. And it's usually done uh, culturally and not capitalistically. So true. When yeah. when it's in Japan, it's typically done because. So like, I think that's kind of valid mm. that we're going to you know edit it a little bit because it's going to get some more mainstream popularity. That I can kind mm. of understand. I'm not crazy about it because I don't like censorship, but mm. I can get where that's coming from. In the U.S., it's almost always done just out of capitalism or, mm. frankly, laziness. Like, it's, I yeah. don't want to think about how this word is translated, so I'm not going to translate it correctly, or I'm going to use the mm. first thing that Google Translate says. And mm. again, this isn't to besmirch a lot of the good translators who are doing their best, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of decisions that squeak through that 
people do notice and Mm. it's crazy to think that people wouldn't Mm. um and you see it honestly a lot more with anime if it gets translated over for boys love because there's a lot more stuff that people kind of assume that you're not going to be noticing Mm -hmm. um but yeah like especially in the boys love space a lot of this just isn't as popular in the u.s there's not a reason Mm -hmm. for that to come over legally so if you've already invested your time energy and resources into this Mm. of course you're going to continue to do that by any means that you can Mm -hmm. um and there's a lot of things that we do even now benignly that we don't assume are bad but aren't great Mm-hmm. Um, because here's the thing with licensing also is that like what that mangaka receives is actually usually not a lot, which is why they harp yeah. so much about piracy. So if June licenses a manga, they're sending some money over to that mangaka, mm-hmm. but that money is after translators, marketing, mm-hmm. printing, storage. So yeah. I will, I will never say that legal is bad. Obviously, I'm not an idiot. Right. But <laughs> if you have this jaded notion that your individual piracy is what's, like, putting Rumiko Takahashi, like, on the streets, you're wrong. Hmm. Like, again, your big mangaka are usually fine, but hmm. you also really don't have a reason to pirate because there's no scarcity for them. Mm-hmm. Where there is scarcity... I'm gonna. I'm not gonna say that you have a pass, but I will turn an eye if you do. That mm. does mean, though, you do have an imperative that whenever you can get a hold of that stuff legally, that you should. Mm-hmm. If you truly want to support these creators, you absolutely should. But there's mm-hmm. a lot of little things that we do that we think are helping and are not, or, and are not. Like I know I have a bad habit of buying secondhand mm-hmm so yeah no one's getting that money right or if you buy at a convention if you're buying from one of those big box uh conventions you're not getting that that creator's not getting any money because that license was only purchased one way which is the dude mm-hmm. who basically stole it from japan mm-hmm. like there's a lot of things that you probably think that you're doing that are helping that aren't right and even a lot of the legal streaming platforms like your funimations and like your crunchy rolls the amount of money that's getting kicked back to those mangaka, I would scoff at. Mm-hmm. More of that money goes to advertising and paying for Crunchyroll. There's mm-hmm. a reason why Crunchyroll has the money to have these giant conventions now. It's not because they're paying mangaka fairly. It's not because mm-hmm. they're paying translators fairly. It's not because they're paying anyone else fairly. It's because they're taking your money and having fun taking your money. Mm. That's capitalism. Yeah. Right. I was going to say, yeah, that's the problem. With, that's the problem with capitalism. Yeah, that's capitalism. Like Funimation yeah. did not get to where it is by paying mangaka fairly. I'm pretty sure if you mm. asked Hiromu Arakawa how much money she's made from Full Metal Alchemist, she'd laugh at you. I'm actually curious, you know, that this is such an interesting conversation because it also makes me think of, I wanted to add that the people like the mangaka that I've seen like on Twitter speak out about it typically are smaller yes. mangaka the ones that really are more likely to be affected not and yes. again I'm not out here saying that you should pirate from the big ones either I'm not eat the rich <laughs> fuck like, you although, fuck you Kishimoto I'm gonna although, pirate all the Boruto <laughs> but um I definitely do think that it, it, it does affect 
the the smaller um, the smaller artists mm-hmm. a lot more. I agree. Um, I also think that it affects smaller publishing companies more mm-hmm. as well. Um, like for example, uh, Rosa Versailles is a series that people have been like really wanting to get in English for many, many years. It's being published right now by Udon. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Udon is a relatively small, like they're like an indie, like a small mm-hmm. um, publishing company, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it would really do some damage if right. scans were to be put out of this because this is, I mean, and the thing is, is like, it's not, this is not a cheap release. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a $40, basically a $40 book, mm-hmm. but. Um, it is beautiful. It's beautiful. And the, it's hardcover. So much work has gone into this. I'm sure the license was not cheap. Mm-hmm. Like, I guarantee you that license was not cheap. Because mm-hmm. this is a, a Ryoko Ikeda um, title. And anyway, but, so the point is that like, pirating would definitely be a negative thing for something like this because mm-hmm. um you know like they would see a loss you know like there yeah. would be a loss now ryoko ikeda probably doesn't necessarily need the money herself right but that but, publishing house but that can't publishing afford it. house yeah like they it the, like this is a thing that so many of us have been waiting for. Mm-hmm. I would hate for I would hate to not get to have the rest of the series in print mm-hmm. because people aren't because the numbers aren't doing well because people are pirating. Does that make sense? No, that makes I'm sense. Saying? And I, um, I I think we we can't ignore the numbers of it because like Harada, mm. if you pirate a Harada work, I don't think she cares mm. because she's fine. She's fine. I mean, she'd probably prefer you not pirate, but, like, she's fine. Right. Like, Koyonada, she's fine. Mm. Fumi Yoshinaga, she's fine. <laughs> right. I mean, don't pirate from any of them, but, like, they're okay. Mm-hmm. It does definitely, and there's, there are things that I won't pirate, like, especially, like, web comics. Mm-hmm. I will not read those if I see them other places, because I know mm-hmm. that those sites need their ad revenue. They need eyes on their site. They need mm-hmm. that. Like, I try not to use ad blocker very often mm-hmm. because I know that that stuff pays for these people to do what they do. I also right. support other things like Patreon. I love mm-hmm. Patreon for some things. Yeah, same. And I love Kickstarter because like here's me paying for a physical good or service. Mm-hmm. Like there are better ways to me to support these people. Mm-hmm. But again, there's this weird scarcity with some of this stuff that is really due to capitalism and due to the fickleness mm-hmm. of American audiences. Um, yeah. We're bad consumers, especially, and I hate making this generational, but, like, the youths are bad consumers at a lot of this stuff. Mm. So, because they're not willing to go back and read some of these older series, they're not as popular and they're more scarce, which makes them mm-hmm. harder to find, which makes it easier to pirate. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, another point that you had made earlier when you are talking about series that maybe we have like a couple of volumes in English mm-hmm. but there's a whole bunch more like what you had talked about twittering birds and the one that you like maiden maiden, maiden rose. rose yeah um I like when you were saying that I did have a thought of like you know what 
again, while I personally, mm-hmm. I, I personally am not going to start pirating just mm-hmm. because of this, but I can understand where you would be coming from because it's like, I really, you're like, I really want to finish this, this story that I've started mm-hmm. and I love these characters, but I can't because it's not being printed. And like, I see people all the time saying, well, you know, request it in these, um, these surveys, fill out the survey. They ain't listening like, to you. And it's like, you know, I, I fill out the survey. Well, it's like, I can fill out the surveys, but like, again, if there's not enough of a demand for a specific series, they are not going to, especially if it's a, if it's a company that doesn't already have that license, mm-hmm. they're like, okay, there's not enough people um, that are asking. If, if not enough people are asking for it, mm-hmm. they're not going to put their money into that. Like, it's just, they're not, you know? Yeah. And, and look at, so like, I, I always, I, I give Yuri on Ice a hard time because I think it's everything that's mm-hmm. emblematic about the problems with younger fandom. So mm-hmm. Yuri on Ice came out during the same time as Hitori Jime, My Hero, which I think is the mm-hmm. better boys love in every way. Mm-hmm. Guess whose merch was everywhere? Yuri on Ice. Oh, uh, yeah. Because the kids liked it. The kids mm-hmm. did not show up for Hitori Jime, My Hero. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it's a quality thing. I definitely liked one over the other. I mm-hmm. I have gone, I have let my hatred of Yuri on Ice cool because <laughs> I did used to hate it. Mm-hmm. But... I know that it was very frustrating seeing all of this hype for a series. And then because of the way the internet moves, people can do things so much faster. See how quickly that got a simul dub, which was bad. See how quickly there was merch of that, which was mostly bad. See how quickly everyone hopped on that because of buzz. Your mm-hmm. buzz moves the marketing needle. And sometimes people don't make good decisions. Right. So a series that honestly, if it was, if he told Jamie, my hero was released when I was in college, mm-hmm. we would still be talking about it. But we didn't because everyone mm-hmm. was gay for ice skating suddenly. Right. Yeah. I'm, and you saw that with Free. Free did that, which is a series that I actually like. So I'm willing mm-hmm. to say less mean things about it. But right. Free had it's... the same effect where mm-hmm. there was suddenly this zeitgeist around it. So there was merch, there was more stuff, there were simul dubs, there was Mm -hmm. everything because people were into it. And other Mm -hmm. series got ignored because of it. Right. It happens. But that does push more people into piracy because I was one of the five Americans who did not like Yuri on Ice. Mm -hmm. So I had to pirate Hitori Jime, my hero, because Mm -hmm. it wasn't getting any legal licensing because everyone was gay for ice skating. Mm-hmm. I mean, had to pirate. Sure, there were probably legal ways that I could have gotten it. I didn't care. Um, <laughs> I bought, I'm buying the manga, so you're getting my money. Um, right. Which I think is like ethical piracy. Mm. If you pirate the anime, you have to buy the manga. If you pirate the manga, you have to buy it when it comes to like June or whatever. Like mm. that's, that's sort of the boat that I'm on is I try to be an ethical pirate. I try to go through a checklist mm. of, can I get this somewhere else? If I can't, mm. How badly do I want it? How invested am I in this? If I'm not that invested, like, stop. Mm-hmm. And you have to consider, like, there's a lot of things that you just can't really get legally anyway. So, like, doujins. Mm-hmm. I love doujins. Yeah. You're not getting those legally unless you know that one guy in Japan who's buying them and then shipping mm-hmm. them to you. Like, you're not right. getting doujins, but those are great. Drama CDs. Americans have mm-hmm. not gotten drama CDs in 15 years. Right. Yeah, I don't. And there are no. series that you learn so much from the drama CDs, 
Like, you are missing entire arcs of the series if you don't listen to the drama CD. I know Antique mm-hmm. Bakery had that for a little bit. Like, there's mm-hmm. full swaths of these characters that you are not learning about if you mm-hmm. have not read the doujins and you have not listened to the drama CDs. Right. Where the fuck you getting that drama CD, girl? <laughs> I, who, who I has, can't tell you. Who has that drama <laughs> CD? So, like, I know I had that for Hitalia, Axis Powers Hitalia. Mm-hmm. Like, you needed those drama CDs and those character CDs to teach you about these characters. Like, mm-hmm. Hitalia was the worst about that because there's entire snippets of these characters that you are only learning because of snippets in a song. Oh, gosh. Like, you learn that Prussia lives in Poland's basement. You learn that England has a tattoo on his foot. Like, <laughs> these are things that you only learn because they're mm-hmm. song lyrics. Hmm. Which you are not getting legally, I guarantee you, because you can't. Right. So, what do you do? Right. What do you do? And if you were like me in 2009-10, where Mm -hmm. Hitalia was the thing keeping you from flinging yourself into traffic, Mm -hmm. you pirate it. Yeah. So you can talk to your dumb Hitalia friends, who also pirated it. Because right. you weren't getting it legally. Because right. it was impossible. Um, and that's the thing with piracy, is that it does sort of breed this... I think there's two kinds of pirates. I think there's the pirate that doesn't care, and the pirate that cares too much. Sorry, I don't know if you heard that. It was like... You one went... of our toilets was being... Okay, maybe you didn't hear that. I hope not. I did not hear that, but girl, <laughs> okay. you in danger. Um, but, um... I think I think that there are ways to be an ethical pirate. I think that there are. And again, like I'm not mm. hard advocating. I'm not pro. I'm not going to like go hoist a Jolly Roger or anything. Like mm-hmm. I think as many ways as you can. Like a um, B Stars is a great example of that. I waited mm-hmm. until B Stars came out onto Netflix, mm-hmm. so I could do it legally. Right. Like. And I, I, I mean, I don't feel better for that, but, like, that's a smaller series that I have no idea how that made it to the U.S. Like, I have, um, I have no, I, and I'm not saying this negatively, I would like right. the record to state I like this horny furry show, <laughs> but, like, if there's 50 other series that I feel like could have made it to the U.S. faster, but sure, let's talk about this virgin wolf and his girlfriend and this really Chad deer. Sure, let's do that. <laughs> you know what's interesting about that? So the manga is being published by Viz. Mm-hmm. And you know I have a relationship with Viz. And, I know you do. Um, a while back, they had sent me the first volume. Um, and like they had reached out to me. And they were like, hey, do you want to talk about this? Like, Do you want to share this with your audience? And I didn't know what Beastars was. Because again, since I don't, since I don't, I'm not up on the scans and stuff like that. I had no, like, I typically don't know about things Mm -hmm. (laughs) until they come out in English legally. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, so I was just like, what is this? So I Googled it um, and was kind of like, because I wanted to make sure that I was going to be into it Mm -hmm. and okay with promoting it (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) before I let them give me the free manga. And it sounded interesting. I was like, oh, this is like, this is kind of like Zootopia, but in a Incredibly horny. Uh, well, so here's the thing. I read the first volume, and the first volume is not horny at all. Like, the first volume is, well, no, 
Well, okay, like borderline, like barely mm-hmm. a little bit. The first volume, barely a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, I have up, I currently have the first three volumes. I'm kind of, I've fallen behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've only read the first one. I have not read volumes two and three, but I do know that it does get increasingly horny, which I am totally, I know I say that I don't like, um, like mature explicit content with like high schoolers but these are freaking animals okay these are these yeah are there, there are like, other things to be concerned I, about yeah than the like, fact that these are high school animals i'll say right, this like, I, these are animals <laughs> i am a voracious consumer of smut content mm-hmm. i was taken aback by the horniness i'm actually excited to like i that's i have not been able to binge it because it's like mm-hmm. i need to like I need to take a minute. Like this is really horny, and not like yeah. a like not in a stimulating way. It's almost like in an overwhelming way. Like okay, there's a <laughs> lot of there's a lot happening here. Like I need to I need to go watch something pure for a little right. while. I need to go watch some kittens, like non sexual kittens in a field. Like I mean, yeah. <laughs> I have not watched the anime yet. The anime is um, really good. I have not watched it. I do want to. I think I'm kind of waiting because I don't want to spoil anything for myself with the manga. Because I do tend to prefer reading manga over watching anime. Because I can concentrate better when I'm reading than I can when I'm having to watch things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't really got into it. But I will tell you that Lagoshi is Listen, Lagoshi is fine as heck. And somebody on Twitter shared, like, the mangaka had, like, done some, like, little drawings or whatever. And she drew an exquisite Lagoshi. And I was just like, hmm, Lagoshi, he can get it. Like, (laughs) he can get it. I'm judging you very hard for wanting. Here's the thing. You're talking to someone who I literally have um, a Thirsty Thursday episode where I talked about different, um, Dojin from um, Itadori Comics, which is a, um, they're a publishing house through uh, Faku. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, of course. Oh, I know. I, I am aware. And yeah. And uh, they had like my favorite, because they gave me like four of them to read for free. And my favorite one was called The Tanuki's Lover. And it's about this couple. It's this woman. She's human. She's all cute and busty, unlike me. And then <coughs> it's this guy. The and the male is a tanuki. Like he is um, a buff, <laughs> fine ass tanuki. <laughs> okay, so uh, in he, this he, podcast episode, we've learned that Aisha's a furry. Got it. <laughs> it was such a. It, I was like, oh my gosh, I love this so much. Like, I. Mm, it was so good. It was so good. I was so here for it. And I was like, I didn't know that I was into this. But now that I know, now obviously in real life, I'm not going to go searching for a tanuki. But if you find <laughs> one, please let me know. <laughs> right? Shit. I, getting but, back to the topic yeah. of piracy. But that's, yeah, just, <laughs> but that's stuff that like I tried to wait for that to come over <laughs> legally. Mm-hmm. And then you look at other series that like took a while. I mean... I think time is another big thing. Like, sometimes it takes a minute for companies mm-hmm. to pick stuff up. And, like, I think uh, Sarazamai, like, by the time I finished that, Crunchyroll just picked it up. And it's like, I'm already done, yeah. ho. Like, yeah. like I, I'm, I'm finished. I've named a cactus after one of the main characters. Like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. But I did legally purchase the spinoff manga that's coming out. So, like, mm-hmm. that's, that's my sort of treatise on it is that I'm, I'm not pro-piracy, but I'm also... For most people, because I also don't really believe in the straw man of, like, the person who revels in being a pirate. 
Mm-hmm. I think, like, that person exists in everything, but, like, mm-hmm. I feel like people who, and this leads us into our next topic, like, there's this, like, moral high ground with anti-piracy mm-hmm. that I think is really disgusting mm-hmm. and exhausting because I don't think that that person who's, like, just jerking off wanting to take money from smaller creators exists. Like, I just don't think that that mm-hmm. person exists. I'm not saying that those people aren't there but they are not the majority of people who pirate. Mm-hmm. They're just not. Um, and I do think that there's this almost like false sometimes uh, victimhood with mm-hmm. manga creators. Again, like the smaller ones not included. There is this almost like false victimhood and this false virtue that a lot of people who say, oh, we don't support piracy. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, again, I doubt that Crunchyroll is giving these authors a lot. They're just, Mm. they're not. I doubt that Viz is giving them a lot. I doubt that June Mm. is giving them a lot. Like, it's just, it's just how it is. Um, And that's a debate that I think Aisha and I, I think that was actually one of the things that kind of brought us closer together was having Mm -hmm. different opinions on that debate. Because especially on Twitter, there's this weird moral high ground with like, getting off on saying, I don't support piracy in any way. It's like, Mm -hmm. cool. I'm not a murderer, but I don't have to say every day I'm not a murderer. Like, <laughs> like, do you want a fucking medal? Like, I am, right. I'm anti-piracy. Cool, Belinda. What do you want? <laughs> right. What do you want? Well, right. And that's the thing. It's like, okay, saying that you, because for me, for example, like I have said that I, I've actually only ever said that I don't pirate mm-hmm. when it comes up and like when it's if someone asks me mm-hmm. or if someone is like hey you should read this like it's not available in english but you should read it here and i'm just like okay hey sorry you know like mm-hmm. i don't really i don't read scans mm-hmm. you know thanks for the information but i probably i, I don't promote that mm-hmm. and um people are generally understanding because again like i'm not coming at them like oh my gosh you're a terrible person you shouldn't you know, do like you're evil. Like mm-hmm. I don't, because I don't think that people who read scans or pirate anime are the devil. I I've mentioned before that I used to pirate anime. Mm-hmm. Am I a horrible person? Depends on who you ask. Um, but for the most are. part, I don't think I am. And um, you know, and I so I don't think that pirating, you know, and I'm specifically talking about manga because that's what I mostly consume. Mm-hmm. I don't think pirating it makes you a bad person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that most of the people who do, just from what I've seen, most of them are young people. Yeah. Most of most of them are young people who maybe their parents probably don't even like like for them to read manga mm-hmm. or watch anime or you know what I mean. Like there are lots of parents who are like, oh, that stuff is. Like dirt, you know, like oh, it's porn. It's this and this and this. So their kids, so the kids are kind of having. Dare you talk about my actual childhood, which is why I did a lot of filming. (laughs) Dare you discuss my actual childhood? Right, though, but but I mean, that's it is like you can relate to that because like you know, so how are these kids are like? Well, I want to be, especially with how how the internet is now and like how how easy it is to see what everyone is talking about. Mm-hmm. And there is that feeling of like, well, I want to join into the conversation too. Mm-hmm. I want to join in, but like, I don't have money because I'm a kid, mm-hmm. you know? And when I say kid, I'm talking like even a college student, you know, mm-hmm. who doesn't really have a lot of extra money. 
um, or I I want to join in in this on this and I want to read it mm-hmm. um, or watch it, but I don't have these streaming services or I don't have access to this um, this manga this legal manga reading app. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I I get it like I un- and again just because I understand doesn't mean that I'm saying that I am going to go right. to pirate because me personally I don't participate in that but I'm also in a position to where I have a disposable income mm-hmm. um you know and like real talk if i wanted to like we could plan a- another trip to japan and i could buy manga from there right <laughs> if i want i mean obviously not right now because yeah. we ain't traveling yeah. and we're not we ain't going anywhere but, right but i'm just saying like i have a certain life you know i have certain i have certain privileges yeah I guess. well and i also have access to a lot of things that some people and I think that that's important to mention because especially Mm -hmm. coming at this from I started doing this when I was a lot younger Mm -hmm. for a lot of this stuff piracy was the only way to get this like if you were reading boys love like in the 2000s you were not getting this at borders most of the time you were lucky if you did but there was a dry spell for a while where you could not get this stuff anywhere legally Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think, and I want to bring up the, the optics of economics as well, because as, as easy as it is for us to say that, like, we're in a position that we can't afford this stuff legally, mm-hmm. I'm also empathetic to people who aren't. And I don't, mm-hmm. I think, I think we're on different sides of this argument, because as much as I mm-hmm. empathize with, if I can't afford it, don't do it, I also mm-hmm. empathize with, if this is how, if I am lower income or uh, less privileged and this is how mm. I cope I'm not here to take that away from someone like if you yeah. are a Game of Thrones fan and you can't afford HBO and you're like still on your parents HBO Max or you're torrented mm-hmm. I'm not here to judge you like because mm-hmm. you get that a lot about like eating out and tipping we're like mm-hmm. oh well I went out to this restaurant and I didn't tip and it's like well if you can't afford to eat out like don't if you can't afford to tip, don't eat out. It's like, uh, mm-hmm. I get where you're coming from, but like, also, let's not yell at poor people. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I get where you're coming right. from. Your argument is valid, but like, let's also not yell at lower income people. Like, mm-hmm. true, you're right. You probably should not. But if you've like budgeted and this is your life and it's like, you know what? I have mm-hmm. enough to go to the Olive Garden and this is it. It's not my personal place to judge you. Yeah. If you have been following this series since you were 16 and you are not in a place that $12.99 is something that you can afford right? for a, a fucking paperback book, mm-hmm. I, girl, be free, you know? Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, shit, there's times that I've looked at manga and, like, I'm okay. And it's like, no, I'm good. I'm like, no. Yeah. Like, nah. Yeah. Because that adds up. I mean, like, if you think about it. Even if you go through legal meetings like June or Sublime, I mean, you're paying mm-hmm. at least $8 per physical volume, at yeah. least. Right. You have to spend, what, at least 35 to 50 for shipping? Um, for it to be free? For free shipping? Yeah, I think so. So, $35. Right. That's like a lot of Pizza Hut. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's food for, like, that's, and that's the thing. It's like, for different people, like, again, for me, like... It's the amount of money that I am okay with spending on manga is like real talk is probably too high. <laughs> it's it's someone's it's 
some people could pay their like their rent yeah. uh, their monthly rent you know what i mean yeah. like with the amount of money that i'm willing to spend like a, I, I try not to do that at once but like there's a threshold that for me i'm like yeah i'd be okay with spending <laughs> this much right. if i felt like it i don't do that regularly because i am a responsible person and i also am a minimalist and don't need that much manga but i'm just saying that like um it's just a different it's different you know right i do agree with you that like just because someone is poor doesn't mean that they shouldn't be able to enjoy things like you know i do (laughs) that's not it's not a fair way to uh to to go about things and i it i guess for me like i definitely i guess i i don't know how to articulate this but on the one hand I do, I am very much like support the industry Mm -hmm. because I do feel like the more, um, the more we, and I I keep bringing up Viz because again, I have a relationship with them, but like if they are, if we're, if I am, if me and others, if we keep purchasing manga through them, that does give them more money to continue to bring manga over. Um, that's the same with the impress, the same with all of them. If when we're buying it, that gives them the, like gives them money so that they can turn around and bring us and give us more. But and that's what we want. Go ahead. Go ahead. But that's the thing though. Cause like it's mm-hmm. still capitalism and that money does yes. not always go where we want it to go. Once mm-hmm. I give this my dollars, I don't know where they're putting it because realistically, mm-hmm. so like I spend, so let's say June. Because so, you don't have a relationship mm-hmm. with them, so I can drag them. <laughs> <laughs> I buy a volume of Twittering Birds Never Fly. It's eight something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I got my wish, seven of those dollars are going to Yoko and Adele. <laughs> yeah. That's not happening. Right. I guarantee you that's not happening. I don't even know if a right. dollar is going to her. Right. I would be shocked if it is a singular dollar singular. Mm-hmm. But if I had my way, if I give you $8 towards this book, I would want seven of those dollars going to that artist. Mm-hmm. And you know that's not happening. Right. So there's also, and that's kind of where I am, is I'm so frustrated with the legal system in a lot of these instances mm-hmm. that I do, I feel less bad going around it. Yeah. I, and I completely respect having relationships with them and like i have Mm -hmm. i love viz and i respect them and i love funimation i respect them but like there's been consistent decisions made on a lot of these bigger companies that are not Mm -hmm. in the interest of their viewers that do cut corners and are lazy and are opportunistic Mm -hmm. and capitalistic because Mm -hmm. we've allowed them to do that right so i feel less bad taking money from them (laughs) yeah i feel a lot less bad being one le- but and again like you see where i'm willing to put money in i'm willing to watch b stars legally on netflix mm-hmm. because that's a creator that i'm like you know what here you take my coin it's not a lot mm-hmm. but you have my coin i want you to have it <laughs> right i want you to know that i support you and your wish to draw horny animals <laughs> but you know it makes me wonder i do wonder um, which I'm not really familiar with exactly how licensing works or anything. Like, like I, I, yeah, I'm not um, well versed in that. So like, I'm not going to say too much, but I, I do wonder like, 
when a licensing is picked, like, when a license is picked up, mm-hmm. I assume that the publisher does have to pay a certain amount, maybe a lump sum. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. So once they once they pay that lump sum, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that it's the job of whoever they worked this deal with mm-hmm. to make sure that the mangaka gets royalties their, publishing fees royalties so yes. yes you're right but again like with mm. license the thing with licensing is is how much of that percentage are you getting mm-hmm. okay. so yeah there's usually a lump sum mm. and there's usually publishing slash royalties but yeah. think about it just think about it economically let's say and these are probably not real numbers let's say you write five volumes of a uh, yaoi manga Mm-hmm. And June is like, we want this. So we're right. going to give you $10,000 for the mm-hmm. five volumes. We want the rights. And you say, mm-hmm. cool, because you might be struggling or up and coming, or that's $10,000 more than you had. Right. But because June has marketing and social media presence and all these other things, you might get between 1% and 5% on royalties, but let's say mm. they make 50000 uh, You're still losing money on that deal regardless. Right. Now you could try to renegotiate your deal, but that's not likely to go over well. Uh-huh. And you certainly wouldn't turn down a large company willing to buy your work now, would you? Especially if mm. you're a female creator in a queer space. Are right. you going to turn down a large company willing to buy your work? Probably not. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You guys weren't yeah. expecting economics talk, were you? <laughs> I'm here for this, though, because that's something that I have wondered. Because I was, like, when I would think about, like, the whole piracy question or the argument, I always did kind of think, well, I don't, like, whenever people would bring up, like, mangaka not getting paid, mm-hmm. I guess, like, I, I, didn't fully, I didn't fully understand it, which is why when I made my point... I specifically was like, I'm not talking about money mm-hmm. so, so much as I'm talking about like you're taking their intellectual property and you're, you are making money from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, I don't like that. But as far as like how much mangaka get paid, like um, I wasn't really sure how that worked. Mm-hmm. And I feel like mangaka probably don't really get paid that well in Japan from what I mm-hmm. heard. It depends. Uh, so I think that's one of the reasons why so many of them are kind of whatever about it is because like they're doing mm-hmm. like they're in their home country. They're fine. Mm-hmm. Kishimoto's fine. Kubo's fine. Rumiko Takahashi's fine. Yeah. Like, yeah. All of these big like these are like huge. That's why I I also feel like it's the smaller it's the smaller creators that tend to really harp on. The, yeah. Yeah. And the, those the and those are, are the ones. Affected. Those are the ones that I more passionately say don't pirate like yeah. those are the ones that's like absolutely no don't mm. do it um i think we've spent a lot of time talking about that do you want to talk about some ways that you can get some legal boys love oh yeah oh yes actually okay so um obviously you know you can go and buy manga <laughs> just like buy the physical manga or digital yeah, yeah. Uh, digital, I would 
Well, but also go straight to the source because, again, yeah. so, like, Barnes & Nobles, you can get some boys love there, but I guarantee right. you the amount of money that was spent just to get that license, that's not getting kicked back. So, mm-hmm. right. I right. when I'm buying my boys love legally, I try to do it through the publishing companies. Like, I will go straight to Sublime right. or straight to June or mm-hmm. I will occasionally go through Amazon. It's not my favorite, but yeah, I will. Or Comixology is another one. Uh, again, less mm-hmm. ideal, but we're getting there. So try to go to the mm-hmm. source as much as possible. June is right. great. They send a lot of emails and they have a lot of sales, and they also have a lot of the older stuff that like someone like me who's looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, the the problems are as discussed that you know there's right. definitely. You're not getting all of the series that you want, and you're definitely getting them slower. But if you're really serious about doing this legally, um, those those are the ways to do it. I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I typically place my orders through... I do use Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that it's not ideal, but I do use Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, I also... I, do, I use Right Stuff um, mm-hmm. quite often. I'm not sure... I'm not sure how great that is, but I do use right stuff. It's fine. Okay. And, um, but also some indie places where you can get BL, there is a subscription site that's relatively new. I think it started in either 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it hasn't been around that long, but Food it's Takia? Food... Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I have a membership with them Mm -hmm. and now I haven't utilized it as much um, as I would like to just because like I've been focused on getting a lot of my like other stuff read first Mm -hmm. stuff that I've already like purchased so like physical books or if I've bought anything through like Kindle for my you know or through Amazon for my Kindle I'm trying to get those things read first Mm -hmm. before I start focusing on like the subscription services but Futakia is one um that they have some they have some really interesting little stories on their little like some mangaka that I'm I would like to see you know kind of blow up and do <laughs> and do really well cuz I think they mostly mm-hmm. work with like smaller yeah. you know creators which I think is really cool I do like that a lot um it is the only thing that I don't love is that there isn't an app so you do have to either read it on your desktop or you mm-hmm. can read it on your phone, but I don't really love to read on my phone. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like uh, Futakia, and I'm trying to think of. I use. Another. I really like uh, Renta. Oh yes, Renta. I haven't used them yet, but I've heard people talk about this. I like Renta a lot. Um, I mm. think the prices can be a little bit high. Mm. Uh, but. Again, I'm in a place economically where a couple of dollars a volume isn't going to kill me. It only starts to stack up because they're a little bit weird with, like, chapters versus volumes. So it, mm-hmm. I do occasionally feel like I'm getting milked a little bit. But you know what? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Let's let, let's do this. Renta is good. Uh, Futakia is good. Mm-hmm. And then, honestly, uh, especially with a lot of stuff now, the internet's a great place. If you, like... On my smut Twitter, because I have an entire mm-hmm. Twitter that's just smut, I follow mm-hmm. a lot of the yaoi mangaka that I like a lot. Mm-hmm. Buy that shit direct. Like, uh, Twittering Birds yeah. Never Fly, because they just had a movie come out. There's a lot of really cool merch that's only in Japan, and I will do mm-hmm. everything I can to import that shit, because I need more cop domeki. <laughs> <laughs> 
There are so many cute, dumb things that it's like, I never know that I needed a wine with two men on it. Mm. But I'm getting that ish. Like, so don't be afraid to import some of that stuff. Because again, like those creators are getting more of that money that way. So if Mm. there's a figurine that you like, if there's a drama CD that you're after, buy that ish directly. And like, don't be afraid to. Like, I will probably go ahead and buy the, um, I think they're redoing one of the antique bakery CDs, I think. Mm. So probably will buy that legally. Definitely buying the Twittering Birds Never Fly CD. Like, Mm-hmm. whenever you can go go to the source that is how they mm-hmm. make their money so right i would like to add one more thing that i do use how as far as reading you? goes i'm sorry go so kindle unlimited is a good mm-hmm. like kindle unlimited in my opinion is a really good um I say investment, I guess. Again, mm-hmm. I know we I know Amazon is trash, <laughs> but I do really like Kindle and I like Kindle Unlimited. Mm-hmm. I think I pay like what six or seven dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can read like there's so much more on there. It's it's sort of like like basically anything that cause Kindle Unlimited and Comixology, they are two separate things, but um there are certain things that kind of like overlap. Mm-hmm. So like if it's free to read on Comixology, you can also read it on Kindle Unlimited. Mm-hmm. So um, like I recently, this is not BL, but I recently had read Mars and I read that entire series on Kindle Unlimited. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I just pay my whatever, six or seven dollars a month. And I got to read an, an entire like. I don't remember how many volumes, but more than 10 volumes, mm-hmm. you know, and I paid the price of like mm, a little less than one volume, you know, a dollar per volume. Yeah. So I was just like, I, I don't know. I really do. And they do have BL on there. I will say that Kindle is pretty bad about um, being, they will, re- they, there are some content that they will not allow on there. And that's yeah. an argument that I have, like a thing that I don't like about them. Because I used to read 10 Count on my Kindle. And they removed not it. Get, yeah, I couldn't get volume three mm-hmm. um, at all. And I was just like, I don't understand. And it was because they removed it for content or whatever. Yeah. So you could get the rest of. They did that with a Yachin and Bitch Club. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, like it's, it's really, really. It's really, really bad. And mm. that, again, goes back to censorship. See, you're helping me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you're helping. So there, I know. I feel like at the end of this, I guess, debate, I do. I feel like um, while I am still not going to encourage people to necessarily go out mm-hmm. and pirate, um, and I'm definitely not going to... Mm-hmm. I do think it's given me a whole lot more of clear, a whole lot more clarity mm-hmm. and understanding as to why, like to why some people do it. Now, I do recognize that there are people who do it just because, and like they get really like, I, I just this a lot of the discourse that I've seen on Twitter can get really frustrating because you have two sides that are like going at each other and no one is really listening mm-hmm. to the other, and so like. Um, if I say that I don't like pirating, then somebody else is like, well, you think you're so this and this and this. And it's like, yeah, I was just saying that I don't pirate. But then you have other people who are like, oh, you are horrible for pirating. And it's like, yo, I was just, (laughs) I'm just a normal person trying to read the things that I enjoy. So 
there does I think what it comes down to is that there needs to be sort of like um there first of all there needs to be a change in just the yeah. industry in general yes um, to to make it more like it's it's at this point it is like it there needs to be a change in the industry that does make things better for creators mm-hmm. and not just the mangaka but also the translators yeah because like we could not read manga if there if it weren't for translators most right. of us would not be able to read it because most of us who love manga don't read japanese or can't read or speak japanese like the majority of us oh, who love it dare in, you call me out in my own home i'm just I'm, but like that's a real thing like i see so many people who get so up in arms about it but i'm like but you couldn't even read it if it weren't for these <laughs> these english you know um english publishers mm-hmm. uh you know because like I wouldn't even I wouldn't even know what manga what like I wouldn't even know what manga is if it weren't for English language publishers. So I don't necessarily want them to I don't want them to go away. Mm-hmm. And I definitely do want to support them mm-hmm. because I appreciate that they're bringing something to me mm-hmm. that I enjoy. But I do think there needs to be some sort of some sort of change. Um, and I, I, I don't have the answers. I'm not an economist or a business person or anything like that. So I don't have the answers. But I do think that there needs to be something that changes so that um, the so that everyone who is putting in work mm-hmm. gets their fair share, mm-hmm. um, and so that also us fans can enjoy the things that we want to enjoy, like you know, like so that we can yeah continue to enjoy this medium and we can still get to read series that um, maybe aren't as popular. But this is, and this is another, like, a conversation we could have later. Mm-hmm. Um, or did we talk about digital? Have we talked about digital versus physical? Ah, uh, no. Because I personally feel that um, a very good way to, for a very good way for publishing companies to bring us more stuff is um, doing more digital things. Because if people, like... <laughs> That's a whole, but anyways, because of the fact that like they don't have to put in all the money for the like the risk, because printing is risky. Print the print realm is pretty risky because you. Um, I watched a Korean drama about uh, printing books, and yeah. I was surprised. I learned a lot more than I expected. It's a risky thing. Um, so digital is kind of, it's a little bit, it's a little bit less risky. It's also very oversaturated. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I agree. I mean, I respect that. Me, I don't, Mm. I, I'm fine with either. I personally do Mm -hmm. like when it comes to manga, uh, physical more because I'm old Mm -hmm. and it reminds me of my childhood. (laughs) Um, Mm mm-hmm. So I personally like physical a little more. Not that I will ever scoff at digital. I do have a few uh, digital mm-hmm. copies. And I do like digital because it doesn't take up physical space. Because mm-hmm. shelves are expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I think the idea of everything going to digital, I don't know if that'll help. Because I think that, again, mm-hmm. like you almost open that floodgate up too much. And you're... Yeah, yeah. Well, and I don't think that everything should go to digital. I think it's so like, for example, I know Faku, um, certain like uh, houses within Fa- like that use Faku, mm-hmm. um, they 
definitely base their prints on digital sales. So like if they're if it does well digitally, then they're like, hey, we're more likely to print this if you you know if the digital sales do really well. well and I think Kodansha does that as well yeah. with certain with some. So and I I don't think that's a bad idea, especially because for someone like me, I absolutely like if I read something digitally um and i love it because i'm a collector i will absolutely like if i love it enough Mm -hmm. (laughs) i will absolutely um buy it physically like tokyo tatareba girls is an example i read it digitally before like nobody was even talking about it Mm -hmm. um and it was only it was because it was digital only and a lot of people in the manga collecting um sphere don't like digital so nobody was talking about it Mm -hmm. and i was like this is amazing and then eventually like a year later it ended up being getting a print run and of course i you know am collecting it physically Mm -hmm. um so like i personally think that it's a great idea to like put some things put more things out digitally to test it to see how well it does and if it does well um then if if it seems like there is kind of like a it's sort of like going back to piracy when you're talking like if if like when you were saying that if you see something that's popular mm-hmm. as like when it's being pop or pirated then it's like oh you know what there's a demand for this people like this mm-hmm. and we could bring it to a new audience by grabbing the license and printing oh, <coughs> oh. oops <laughs> Knocked over microphone. My bad. <laughs> and um, can can you still hear me? I can hear you. Okay, good. Um, but uh, you know they buy the license mm-hmm. and print it because they see that there is a demand for it. And I feel the same way about digital. If it does well digitally, then they're like, oh hey, look, there is a demand for this. Some people like people are liking this. We can bring it to another to a, a larger audience if we print it. Um, so I don't know. And again, I'm not a business person. Yeah, I don't think that, I don't, I don't think that, that process is completely off. Um, I think that that will be a good equalizer, but I, mm. I don't trust the current landscape to do that. Mm. I think that's the thing is that like, I think I don't trust the current landscape to do that mm-hmm. because there's a, one thing about so it's like the BL space that's always fascinating to me is like how small people think it is. Mm-hmm. But it's really yeah. quite big. Just we don't have this stuff here in the U.S. Yeah. Like, right. so that's always something that I think is really, really fascinating. Like, especially with younger fans is like, oh, yeah, like Given was my first BL. It's like, <laughs> it's like, what? It's like. Like, that, that's shocking to me, because, I mean, mm-hmm. but even then, like, looking at my collection, like, I have a singular Yaoi shelf. I just have one. Mm-hmm. And even though, like, yeah. there's a lot of volumes on it, like, this stuff is not, there's not the same level of reverence for this stuff in the U.S. as there is in Japan. Right. And I just don't right. trust the current system to use that valve respectfully, I think, is where I am. Because mm-hmm. I think that we would... Because to me, popularity is also, like, this weird capitalistic dharma thing. That, like, as much mm-hmm. as I rag on Yuri on Ice for being popular, someone saw something in it. Right. I didn't. But a lot of people <laughs> did. Right. So, you know, 
maybe I'm the weird one for liking Maiden Rose as much as I do. Or maybe I'm the weird one for wanting that other volume of Liza or Gentleman's Manners. Like, there's that weird, like, determinism that I'm willing to kind of accept that, like, hey, I have weird tastes, which means that I'm not going to find other volumes to my shit. Maybe if I liked Mm -hmm. the mainstream vanilla stuff, I could have 15 volumes of Given, which is just gravitation but boring. Sorry, I said it. (laughs) It's gravitation but boring. It is. Um, You know, maybe if I liked the mainstream vanilla stuff, I wouldn't have a lot of this angst, but I don't, Mm -hmm. so... Yeah. (laughs) I... Yeah, I mean, really what I think it comes, it can come down to is um, maybe we need more indie publishers. More disruptors? <laughs> more yeah, there's someone to, like, bring stuff up. Like, I don't even know how to do, like, I don't know, how how do you get a job as someone who gets to go and, like, scout and, like, be the person who looks for a series to, like, bring Because up. I would need? love that job tomorrow. Right? Like, I feel like that could be something. Sign me the fuck up. So cool. Because, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, you know that I really love BL, but I also love, like, the Jose demographic. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's historic, like, here in the U.S., there has not really been a whole lot of Jose. No. It's mostly, and and it's starting to kind of pick up now. Um, But I would love, and I know for a fact there's a lot more in Japan than what we're getting here in the States. And it's the same with BL. Um, so it's a, it's more so there there needs to be people. people I, I think that there does need to be more willingness to take risks mm-hmm. on um, certain series. I can understand why the bigger companies are less. They I think the, the bigger a company gets the less likely they are to take risks mm-hmm. because they want to they, they don't want to mess stuff up. You know, they want to kind of keep. They want to stay where they are. And that's, I understand. I, uh, I that's, But that's not how these companies work. Like, that's the thing is mm. that like, I, I think here's, here's the big thing when it comes to this stuff. I think mm. the word that gets thrown around a lot with piracy is entitlement. It's that you yeah, feel entitled like, as yeah. a reader. That's not true. Mm. We all feel entitled as Americans. We need to fundamentally understand that anime and manga are not created for us. Mm-hmm. It's not for us. Right. It's for the Japanese audience. So mm-hmm. if if our if that does not get licensed here because it's not popular here, that's no one's fault because mm-hmm. they're doing fine where they're from. Yeah. They're doing fine. Like there's a reason why we haven't gotten those other volumes, but someone else has. It was mm-hmm. not popular mm-hmm. here or worth the effort. So right. if there's a series that you like even if you have to start pirating it, but if it gets even a glimmer of a release, pop off. Support yeah. that ish. Like, there's right. a reason why the only anime movies that have come to America all have the same plot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, th- because we have, we're not willing to take a risk on other movies. Right. So we'll go see My Hero Academia, Heroes Rising 15 times, or we'll see Pro Mare 30 times. Not that mm-hmm. that's bad, but we're not willing to take risks. So yeah. that's why these movies keep getting made that way. Right. There's a reason, there's a reason yes. why, like, you know, there's a reason why so many of the movies are like, they're beautiful and gorgeous, but they all have the same fucking plots because mm-hmm. risks are expensive for especially yeah. movies. And also, like, we're just... 
we're not the primary audience. Like, that's the thing about, like, being an American anime fan that's always exhausting is, like, having to constantly Mm -hmm. remind myself I am not the primary audience. I'm not. It is more of a gamble for a Japanese mangaka to send a manga to America than it will ever Mm -hmm. be for Viz to say, let's publish more comics about boys kissing. Right. Right. Yeah, this has been a conversation. This has been a this has been a full conversation. So I think this is actually probably a good place to to wind down. Yeah, I I agree. I think we've covered all the the main points that we were trying to cover. So what's our next episode? Ooh, what is our next episode, friend? Um, do we want to talk about problematic things? Sure, that actually would be that's a fun yes <laughs> yes. Let's talk about problematic things. Problematic things that we both love and dislike. You know, like we can do we can do both, right? Yeah. Like we can oh, so about- you you get to finally learn the list of series that I had to walk away from. Yes, yes. I think because there's been there's been three. Okay. So you finally get to learn the dreaded list of <laughs> series that were so fucked up <laughs> that you that I had to walk away from. That me, a seasoned <laughs> smut peddler. <laughs> had to put down and say, I need to give this to the Lord. Oof. I'm ready. One of them, one of them may surprise you. I'm very, I'm very intrigued. I am very ready for this. I, yeah, yeah, this, that'll be what we talk about is problematic, problematic series, problematic, just all things problematic within, you know, the BL. So it'll be series, um tropes maybe things that we like and don't like because i know that i definitely like some things that are seen as problematic so yeah i mean i i i make my living in problematic things (laughs) that's my house that's where i live that's my uh that's my home address (laughs) so i look forward to talking about some problematic things Uh, where where can people find you on the internet as always you can find me at mamalovesmanga.com I need I'm trying to promote that a lot more so my website mamalovesmanga.com you can find me on YouTube mamalovesmanga Twitter at mamalovesmanga and also Instagram at mamalovesmanga you can find me at ITUMA on Twitter Facebook and YouTube you can find me at Amanda actually on WordPress and if you google Mason's Cavies my article is one of the first to come up because thank you salty guinea pig stands (laughs) I win. <laughs> I'm, I'm like screaming. <laughs> Thank you, you salty guinea pig motherfuckers. <laughs> I win. Hey, hey. <laughs> I can't. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we will see you guys next episode. Yeah. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. <laughs>